Just a little bit like Sister Janine was talking about, endeavoring to pull the curtain back on the devil and, uh, and to learn to live in freedom, his activity, and keep him where he You sir, saw him when you did it, and you'll have life to sing. If you were against this right, I'm going to be able to help you. You didn't really have a relation back then, but we'll sing this. I won't be protect you from the one, not only to steal, kill, and destroy. Amen. So that might, so the word might is Jesus came that you might have life. But when you do or not, is to you, me. Amen. We do. So I received Jesus. I received him. I received him. was born again. Amen. Glory to God. But now, as one of his disciples, don't just, well, I thank God, that's real. I'm going to go to heaven when I lay my body down. I'm going to go to heaven and be where he is. But he's got things for us to do, like Mr. Janine was saying, here in the earth. And he doesn't want us to be. He doesn't want us struggling. And he certainly doesn't want us to continue to live a dominion the devil. Amen. So again, I've been bring to any previous two sessions. I don't have time to go and cut all that around. Uh, I get enough scripture to let you that who the Bible calls Satan is a real being. He's a real entity. That every single one of us have to do more on my church on TV. And there's a, I thought something is Mr. Stanley comes on or it's news. He's just like somehow to you. For sure, talking about anyway, congregation sang this old record. I was great. I had two. Anyway, okay, now it's time for my sermon. I want to talk to you about the reality of the devil and demons. Praise God. Wait for me. Praise God. Glory to God. people perish. And the repair in Hebrew, they translate it literally cut off. They're cut off. My people are cut off from blessing for a lack of knowledge. Ego. It's, uh, it's the Mr. Hyde. No, this side of God, and there's this 
fully all one being. No, no. God created for an archer who got cracked, turned him to the devil. And lived in time, but he became the God of this world. If you just wonder how I live in God, I know I'm a good God. But I don't understand what's going on in the world. I don't understand how do you, how do you write about a God who made everything, but to have these wars, you have these families, you have these injustices, you have these divorce, you have wreck and incest, you have you have horrific things that humans do to each other. And see, if God is in charge of everything going on down here, he will just have to be God. either doesn't know what he's doing, doesn't care, or just really got a mess. But I'm telling you, God is not in charge of everything going on on the earth. Moses says, God made the heavens, he made earth, and the earth, he gave him the hands of the men. He got him in charge, and some turned his hand over to him. And so, 2 Corinthians 4, 4 says, Satan is the God of this world. So, Jesus had invaded this world. Amen. He uprised, and he did, and to undo, and make a mistake, the us. All of us who are born this in by nature, all that you're getting to And what he said, if you're out, if you don't want to live in the earth of this world, then you can you, you can get out of the kingdom. You have to be rewarded. There's only one kingdom to be a citizen in that realm. There's kingdom of light, the kingdom of God, and there's the kingdom of the devil, and the kingdom of darkness. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm independent of both. No, none of us are going to live to our son of us. Are die to Amen. We're either yielding to the serum or we're yielding to the devil. And then he said, What do you say? You and I, Peter stood up. Peter, Peter stood up and said, Oh, the Christ, the Messiah, the long time Messiah, the Son of the God. And Peter goes, Or Jesus, you are, you're on. He did not get that on your own. He said, I revelate your father. And Peter spoke up and yielded to the end of the beer and said, Right. Because later Jesus went on to tell him about the fact that the gospel things are going to happen. And Peter said, You're wrong. This should happen to you. And what he said, Get me my knees to the king. You're a disciple. You left your fishing business. You're Lord, falling in. And Rabbi Master, your, your teacher called you the devil. He behind me, Satan. So see, my Peter said the right thing. And just because they healed to the dead. You don't judge sin before you get ready. You cut three times, you have to get your dog. Is your heart peace? Yeah, yeah. Amen. So we went again to say it again. I want you to think, just write chapter 5 real quick. Because we don't have time to go here. First year, chapter 5. I'll give you a Again, I'll try it if you want to. Or you can find this piece of paper. Or you go back and line it down or whatever. But um, look here in 3 to 5. Verse number 8. Writing with serious assistance, us the church and son, be sober, be vigilant. It's just transitive. He's saying be sober, be sober. Or he's saying be watchful, watchful. Yeah. Some of all scripture, say it once, say it once. And Jesus would say, bear with Andrew. Well, he's saying, pay attention. Sometimes he said, bear with Andrew. All right, you better get it right now. Amen. Uh, we skip that King James language. Modified with just strong, barely, barely. You can take it to the bone for this. So, really, the translation would say, be serious, be serious. Amen. In, in regards to what he well, that's what Jesus had done. Amen. In the knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your breath, what these all of us have to deal with mental acts. All of us have to deal with Satan's uh, assaults on earth. Right? So, that you 
think if you're especially fit on the middle, I can show you you're not one man is fast. You 12 names they used to describe the devil, and and uh, do a little bit of a out, you know, who he is. So, number one, he's called a hero, number one, someone we have to continue. Number two, Jesus called him a thief. So, if you have to be against God, that's not God's you has God's you intel, that's not robbing you, he's certainly not taking kids away from you. He found the same devil. The Bible calls him Johnny for a murder and liar. A murder and liar. I'll say, I've been saying, I'm going to tell you, he's lying. He's lying. He's lying. That is me. I'm going to make it, I'm going to sure. Yep, but I'm he's lying. And the truth in the Bible says there is no truth in his seat. The only truth in his it is a lie. You don't love the Lord. Liar, liar. No pastor ain't got no love. Liar. Stop for thee. He's been so affected. We don't recognize his voice. He lands on us in a thought. An unwelcome, unbidden And sometimes if you had this just sitting right there on your shoulder, following you around everywhere you go. Amen. But I can't get something tired. He's right. Remember when you're trying to get the little devil over here? It's exactly like that. <laughs> He's a murderer in a line for the books of Revelation 10, accused of the That's how I was describing. You walk out home, I've got something going on in service, I just talk twins with you. I said, well, the thought, say, you don't like you. You're nothing right here. I've lost good people. You know, my Lordship and you don't trust me. And I'm like, what's the end of But see, the enemy was so in that fight. They yielded to it. They yielded to it. This is the same tactic. Come on, take clothes, it's all right. Go on, I'm going to pay. Do it. Nobody will know. Everybody does it anyway. It's quite all right. He'll bait you to do it, tell you to do it, get it 25 hours before you do it, you do it, he'll kill you. That's what he gets. What you do for? I mean, just people. The moment you do what he to do, you turn to the end, you'll teach you, I want to tell you, no. He's just like that. That's of the brethren. And he wants to turn us. That's how he divides your tears and shifts them. He's just a fighter. Remind him he's called a deceiver. Place 12, I'm a deceiver. He'll be bullies on him. He'll try to get you to your girl, your homes, your boy. Deceiver. I let you, I'm not trying to ski. When you Sometimes he won't. Number one, that's what his denomination taught. Number two, that was in line with what this angel told him. Remember I told you about the mama who stabbed her own son to death because a voice came to her and said he's got demons and the way you get the demons out is to open his chest up. She did it. Lived the rest of her days as she should have in a ward. Now she's not crazy. She's demonically influenced. See, a lot, most of what people call insanity is really extreme demonic influence in a person's life. Amen. And so he can appear as an angel of light. How do you not be hoodwinked by that? You judge everything. I don't care how supernatural it is. The Holy Ghost and a real angel from God will never speak anything that's in contradiction to what God has already said. 
See, so if you don't know the Word, but you're a seeker of all these experiences, well, you're, you're, you're dangerous to be around. Amen? So number seven, he's called the prince of this world. The prince of this world in John 12, 31. Number eight, he's called the prince of the power of the air in Ephesians 2, 2. We've read that already. See, the prince of the power of the air. See, the devil's not hanging out in hell. A lot of people think he hangs out in hell. No, he's going there. He doesn't want to be there. He's the prince of the power of the air. Amen. 2 Corinthians 4, 4, number 9 calls him the God of this world system. Amen. Number 10, uh, John 8, 44 calls him the devil. The devil. He's called the serpent. He's called several things. I'll actually read this verse to you. Revelation 20, verse 2. It says, and he laid hold, an angel from God laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. So all of these words I've given you already, and the twelfth one is the dragon. So if you're looking for it, number 10 is the devil, number 11 is the serpent, number 12 is the dragon. These are all just terms the Bible uses to describe one being. And he's the king of the kingdom of darkness. And every kingdom has a king and subjects. Well, who are the subjects in Satan's kingdom? Well... All the fallen angels that rebelled with Lucifer, they're part of that dark kingdom. Amen. They're in different ranks and different orders. But demons are part of that. Demons are not false angels, uh, fallen angels. A lot of people think they are, but they're not. If you look up those words, uh, like uh, Hebrew for the word demon, I have that here. Y'all interested in this? Amen. It's interesting what it means. uh, The Hebrew word for demon means a spoiler, a destroyer, a malignant or evil spirit. It also means a shaggy, hairy one. A kid, a goat, a devil. Now, you think about Hollywood, now you know where they've gotten some of these images. Right? But that's not ever, that's not ever descriptive language for what we know an angel looks like, even a fallen one. People that have had instances of discerning of spirits where God's opened up their eyes and they've been able to see into this invisible realm. Dr. Jacobs is one of these guys as a prophet. And a lot of times he'll be coming along in a healing line. And when it's necessary, the Spirit of God will show him they don't need healing. There's a demon in their body that's oppressing an organ or whatever in their body. And they don't need healing. They've got to cast that out. And people that have seen, I haven't, but people that have seen into this realm will call that their imp monkey-like, evil-looking creatures with a demonic face, but they're hairy. Well, a demon, the Bible doesn't tell us explicitly where demons originate from, but they're disembodied spirits. In other words, they had a body, but they lost it. They had a body that they could express themselves in this natural world, but they lost it. Remember I taught you about this pre-Adamite Society or system that seemed to exist before Adam was created. You know, Genesis 1-1, Genesis 1-2, the gap of time in between there. Well, I happen to believe that these demons were embodied beings of some type in that social system. And then when Lucifer rebelled and all of that was destroyed, they lost their body and now they're roaming around. And we call them demons today. Now, you don't have to believe that, but whatever theory you have, but they exist. The Bible tells us they do. And... I don't want to leave you without getting into this at least a little bit. 
You know, even as a Christian, though we have been set free from Satan and uh, demons' authority, we can still grant them access and entrance into our life if we let them. And that ought to uh, wake you up. Amen? And I want to give you a couple of scriptures for that. I'm I'm seeing what time it is, and we'll we'll be about done in just a few minutes. Y'all okay? This is teaching, but people need teaching. Amen. Ephesians 4, 26 through 27. Ephesians 4, 26 through 27 says, Paul says, Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. And now he's saying, he puts a time clock on how long it's okay to be angry. So if you're going to get angry, get angry in the morning. (laughs) Where you have a few hours. But don't get angry at 4.30 p.m. Amen. Listen, a lot of people think anger itself is sinful in itself. It's not. The Bible says God gets angry. The Bible says God is angry with the wicked every day. But He doesn't sin while He's angry. Even in His judgments, all His judgments are meted out, measured, proper, fair, and just. So he says, be angry. Don't sin. Don't go to bed angry. Amen. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Then notice what he said in verse 27. Neither give place to the devil. Who's he writing to? Is he writing to sinners? No, he's writing to spirit-filled, tongue-talking, Bible-believing, devil-casting-outing, faith people, confession people, Christians. And he says, don't give the devil a place. Now see, thank God, the devil cannot, if Jesus is your Savior, he cannot take a place in your life. He cannot just invade your mind. He can't kill your body. He can't destroy your finances. He can't, he can't make you crazy. He can't do any of those things without your help. He can't take a place in you, but you can give him a place in you. And Christians do every day. Not every Christian. I try not to. Amen? But people do. And that explains why even some Christians have the problems they do. Have the difficult, act the way they do. Because I'm born again in my spirit, but I still have my soul and my body to deal with, and I can yield it to the devil just like Peter did. How subtle that was. Peter had thought. He didn't like hearing that Jesus was going to die. So he spoke up and he didn't realize I'm yielding to the devil. I'm actually making myself opposition. Jesus is going to have to overcome to fulfill the plan. Because what if he'd go, what if, what if those words, what if those words heard on Jesus' hearing goes, you know what, you're right. Oh, thank you. You know, I was thinking that, that maybe I could do all this without going to the cross. Thank you, Peter. Well, see, he'd have been used to the devil to get redemption off track. That's why Jesus dealt so swiftly and so strongly. Get thee behind me. I'm I'm not going to let that, you yielded to the devil, I'm not going to let that affect me. I am on a mission from God and I'm not going to be deterred. You're walking around tentative on eggshells or anything, but uh, you need to be aware of what kind of thoughts are coming to your mind. 
Why are you thinking that about your children? Why are you thinking that about, where did that thought come from? That's one of the traits of really spiritually maturing people. One of the traits of a maturing believer is this. They begin to be aware and get good at identifying where things come from. In being led by the Spirit, you, you, you learn where He speaks to you. Right here. Right here. In me. He's in me. And He'll, he'll deal with me in here. He'll give me peace in here. Or He'll withdraw peace and that's Him letting me know don't do that. Or He'll speak words and those words will float up from the inside and land on my mind. But the Spirit of God is not leading from some out here. He's in here. When it's me, when it's me, it's coming from here. Because from, in my thinking faculties. But when it's a demonic spirit, it'll, it'll come in third person from out here and land on your mind like that. Remember my story I would tell you about just walking along as a teenager and this thought would come? I'm going to kill you. You're going to die just like your granddad's did. I'm going to kill you with cancer. Mm-hmm. See, notice how that came in the third person. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it. Where did it come from? And it, how's it manifesting? It's manifesting as a thought that lands on my mind. Yeah. He's, he'll work. He, he knows you and those devils that exist. They've been around all long time and they'll follow you around. And they know if you're entertaining the idea of not paying your taxes this year. They hear you speak. There's a scripture in the Psalms that says these demons will walk around and make notes on you. I don't have that reference with me today. But they'll walk around in that invisible realm. You know, and say, mm-hmm, Brother Scott, you know, fellow demon. Uh, look at that. You put enough pressure on that guy, he'll cuff, sure enough. You put a little pressure on his finances, first thing he does, take his tithe away. We know what to do. We know what to do. Tack his finances. They just walk. They can't read your mind, but they'll walk along. And if you speak, they know what you're speaking, and they know they can see your actions. They say, "Sure enough, he is ripe and ready to cheat on his wife." Let's just now. We need to bring a nice, good-looking lady across his path. Come on. Are you getting your? This is how. And some of you, you could see this is wow. I can see what the devil did with my dad. I can see what he did with my granddad. I can see he's tried to work that same crap on me. Sorry. Amen. And get wise. Get wise to the devil and his tactics. But I wanted you to see here before you go, you can give the devil a place. Now, multiple translations will say things like this. Don't give the devil an opportunity. Don't give him a chance. Don't, uh, one translation says, leave him no room. Don't give him a foothold. See, the devil, you can give the devil a foothold in some area of your life. Amen. Another one says you can give an occasion to him, an opportunity to him. Amen? Now, we'll go one, one more place before we close. That's 2 Corinthians 2. You could go there. I'll quote it to you. 2 Corinthians 2, 10 and 11. Now, here Paul's writing about a, a guy he judged in the first letter of Corinthians who was having illicit sexual affair with his stepmother. And he got kicked out of the church and turned over to the devil for that. Amen. Will God turn a Christian over to the hand of the devil? Yeah, absolutely. If they won't repent, they do gross things. 
in an effort to get them to, because what will Satan do? God, God's not going to do it, but what, God knows what the devil will do. He'll steal, he'll kill, he'll destroy. And he said, I'm hoping that this guy will wake up and repent before he loses his salvation. Well, th- it worked. You read the second letter, we're in the second letter of Corinthians. He repented, evidently. And now Paul is saying, it's vitally important that you embrace this man who did this wrong, Embrace him, love him, and restore him, and forgive him. Now, I brought you to the 10th and 11th verse to see why. So Paul says, to whom you forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgive anything to whom I forgave it, for your sakes, I forgave it in the person of Christ. Lest, or unless, or rather, or otherwise, right, you with me? Um, Satan should get a what? An advantage over us. Who's he writing to? He's writing to Christians again, isn't he? Can Satan get an advantage over a Christian? He can. But only if the Christian opens the door. Only if the Christian opens the door. So he says, we've got to forgive this guy unless Satan gets an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. So Satan, what he has devices. He has strategies. He has schemes. And Paul said, we're not ignorant of Satan's devices. See, he taught them about the devil and how to deal with the devil and his devices. Amen? Do you see what this device is? The previous one was anger. Anger and sin. Not dealing with your anger. Not being right about being angry. You open the door to the devil. And oh, how many of us have. The devil got a foothold. Now they're demonically, now we got demonically inspired anger, rage. Over what? Over a stoplight issue, over a lane change issue, over someone didn't look at us the right way. And now we've got demonic help working in us because we opened the door. You can get free, praise God. Well, here it says unforgiveness is one of Satan's strategies that he can take advantage over a Christian and get a foothold in their life if they won't forgive. Y'all are getting quieter as we get near the finish here. Amen? I'm telling you, you better make a decision to forgive every person of everything, no matter what they did. Why? Because it's not for them, it's for you. Forgiving them is how you keep the devil out of your life. Keep him out of your health, out of your finances, out of your mind, out of your body. Amen. So I've given you two scriptures here where you can see that believers can absolutely open the door. How many ways can I open the door? We have to come back. We'll talk more about them. Or I strongly encourage you, go out there and get Dr. Jacobs' book on deliverance. He's got a whole chapter on how demons get in. And Halloween, man, you go to a haunted house and my friend Dr. Hadaball. Some teenager mom called him on the phone. He's trying to enjoy a day off. Calls him on the phone. And his daughter, or the, not his daughter, but this daughter of this teenage, this teenage daughter of this mother, on the other end of the line, had gone to a haunted house. Perfectly right, fine teenager, just thought she's having fun. When she got to the other side of that, she is totally overcome with demons. Flopping around on a, like a fish on the floor, writhing and screaming and being all weird. 
and some believer down there couldn't get the devil out. So he called Dr. Haddock, they called Dr. Haddock. And he just simply said, put the, I'm not coming down there, put the phone at her ear. And he just simply said, in the name of Jesus Christ, you come out of her. You loose her and you let her go. Instantly she was all right. How'd that, how'd that happen? She played around with stuff she ought not play around with. Now you say, well, I've been through 50 haunted houses, nothing like that. Well, mercy. Amen. Don't get proud about it. But you, you mess around with uh, uh, your horoscope, thinking that's all fun. Uh, Ouija boards, Dungeons and Dragons. I had another friend kill himself over Dungeons and Dragons in elementary school. That stuff's demonic. A lot of the movies that people watch, demonically inspired. If you're, uh, if you're uh, committing sexual sin, pornography, uh, you're abusive, you're angry, you're unforgiving, you're disobedient. <laughs> I'll give you the three categories, we'll just leave. <laughs> Praise God. Because uh, I could preach on this till midnight. But I know y'all, don't, y'all can't sit there. I wouldn't want to sit there that long either. Amen. But the primary ways the devil gets in is through sin. Just sin. Number two is ignorance. Just the ignorance. You don't know. You don't know what's happening. You don't know what's going on. He gains entrance that way. And then number three is disobedience. When you've been presented with the truth, you've been presented with the word, and you just refuse. Well, that's what the devil did. When we act like the devil, when we do what the devil does, he's got access to our life. Romans tells us that we become the slave of the one to whom we yield our members. So if I yield my life to sin, I yield my mind to wrong things, then I've I've made myself in that area a slave to the devil. And you can just give yourself over to such a degree, we'll have to come back and talk about this, where you could become, I mean, out of control. Amen. But don't end up like that, right? Amen. Amen. By keeping the door shut to the devil and knowing who you are in Christ and what belongs to you because you're in Jesus, you walk around confident, like she said, victorious. Amen. You keep your doors shut. Amen. And you you just press on with what God's given to you and you you live your life outside the devil's reach. That's that's a wonderful way to live. You can stand up this morning. But you, you realize out there, it's a dangerous planet to walk around in right now. And it's only going to get more dangerous <laughs> before the Lord comes. But we don't have to fear any of that. They tried to pick up stones more than once, throw Jesus off a cliff. What did the Bible say? He just walked right through the midst of them. He's so slippery with the Holy Ghost, they couldn't get a hold of him. Amen. Amen. Bow your heads with me today. Father, we thank you.